This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So 2015, here, here's all the cool stuff about 2015. 2015 was like, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. 2015 was like a tremendous WWE storyline. Like all the twists, the turns, and then the ultimate WrestleMania moment. That's what I think 2015 was. They got off to a great start. Then they couldn't hit. Then they were hitting John Mabry cleanup. And then all of a sudden, we're treating Juan Uribe and Kelly Johnson like we just acquired Ty Cobb and Pete Rose. And then the Cespedes trade. And the Wilmer Flores tears. And the Wilmer Flores home run. And then just blowing past the Nationals, beating the crap out of them, and taking the division. Running away from it. And turning what appeared to be this disastrous collapse in July and this mess of we're letting a player get traded on the field, still have an at-bat, cry his eyes out, and we turned it in the, into this incredible story. And then think about the postseason. You play an all-time classic best-of-five series against the L.A. Dodgers. Just an absolute classic from what happened in game one, David Wright getting a huge hit to break the game open and beat Clayton Kershaw to the controversies of game two with Chase Utley taking out Ruben Tejada to the back and forth of winning game three, losing game four to this edge of your seat, all time game, game five against the Dodgers. I mean, that was an all time game with the Grom battling through guys being on base and runs being scored to Daniel Murphy's incredible postseason, to Noah Syndergaard coming out of the bullpen, to Jairus Familia pulling a Mariano Rivera. That series was an absolute classic. Not to say that Giants-Mets in 2000 wasn't, because that was a great series too, especially with the way the Mets won game two to even that series up, and Benny Agbayani hitting the game-winning home running game three, and Bobby Jones throwing a classic in game four. I'm not trying to minimize that, but that Dodger series was a classic. And then you sweep the Chicago Cubs. And Daniel Murphy continues this postseason just tirade. And you've got all this young, homegrown pitching. So different from 2000. 2000 was not nearly as homegrown as the 15 team was. And the 15 team just felt more organic. And the World Series was the same. I mean, pretty much was. Blowing game one on the road, losing a game two you never had a chance in, winning your one World Series game in a game three, losing a brutal game four, and losing an 
horrendous game five. I mean, essentially, it was the same World Series. The difference was one was against the Yankees. The other was against the Royals. I think 2015 destroys 2000 in terms of fun. Not even close. See, you're right because, again, like when I was talking about 2022, the memorable moments, obviously the, the playoff push, those series, there were so many memorable things going on. Um, and the regular season ha- had its ups and downs. But I got to be honest with you, I don't like, I didn't get as much joy out of that season as you did. Because the first half of the season, all I sat there was as a Met fan going like, it's fun to watch this team play, but I had zero expectations. I had zero thought of this team is going to make a serious push to the playoffs. So eventually that hit. The sensitive stuff really hit. So I really didn't get as much joy the whole season as I did other seasons. Like I August was a really good month. September was a really good month. But the first half was kind of just like blah. So you enjoy seasons more when there are higher expectations because in a weird way, isn't it easier when you go into a year thinking, hey, let's win 85 games and have some fun as compared to, hey, we better win the World Series or else this is a disaster. Here's the thing is, isn't that every year? Every year, it, it feels like to me as a Met fan, every year is, let's just see what happens. I want that year where the expectations are high. But wait, well, hold on. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, especially anymore. I mean, think about this past year we had, twenty twenty three. We came in with World Series or bust, bust expectations. Like if the Mets weren't in the World Series, uh, we were going to look at the season and say, "Hey, it was a disappointment." Especially considering what happened the year earlier. I think we live in a world where the expectations are probably going to be higher consistently than what they used to be, because in the mid two thousands. What the hell were the the expectations were 77 wins. That's basically what it was every single season. But here's the fun thing about a pod like this. I can't argue with you about what you had fun with. That's what that's what you enjoy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's listening to each other and everyone forming their own opinions when you're listening at home. Because trust me, I know there's gonna be a lot of people that say, come on, now, 2015. It wasn't that much fun. When, as you described it, middle of July, we thought we were falling out of it. So it was really the last few months, but I just thought 2015 was this great story. It really did. It had all the the curves and the ups and the downs, and it just had everything. And look, ultimately, I wish we won the whole effing thing. I wish we had that championship, and there were moments briefly where I thought we were going to win it all. but. We never do. <laughs> it always well, ends badly. Well, Evan, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, in 2015, it was a great story, but we had to look back to see how amazing it was, right? There's other moments where I get to see, like, I guess I'm looking, like, from, like, a stretch from, like, 2005, which even though they didn't make the playoffs, but 05 to 08. And listen, three of those, three of those four seasons, they didn't make the playoffs either. But at least... It was like the path was there. They should have. Yeah. So 08 and 07 are obviously two of the worst seasons in Met history based on the way it ended. But you mentioned 2005. 2005, sneaky fun season. Sneaky fun season. They added Pedro Martinez going into the year. 
They added Carlos Beltran going into the year. They hired Willie Randolph. They got off to this terrible start. They lost their first five games, including that brutal opening day where Braden Looper collapsed. They win the finale against Atlanta. Then they start to play well, and they had moments where they were in the race. Ramon Castro hit this big home run against the Phillies. I think it was early September where it looked like, wow, the Mets could make the postseason, and then they fell out of it, and they ended up only winning 83 games. But 2005 had its fun moments because it was almost a return to being competent. That's the way I looked at it because 2002, 2003, and 2004 were so bad, and they were so mismanaged, and they were so boring to watch that 2005 was a lot better. So that's a sneaky, fun season. I think that season, unfortunately, was highlighted at times by that horrible injury between Cameron and Beltran where they collided in San Diego. But we got to watch Pedro for a year. And Pedro Martinez, in that one year, unfortunately, it was only one year, was brilliant. You know, we had flashes of the old Pedro in that one season. He had a great, great year. It just sucks that it happened a year earlier. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because if that happens in 2006 and we get to see Pedro Martinez actually stay healthy and pitch in the playoffs in 2006, again, different things could have happened. Another great year was 99 because the Mets had had the surprise year of 97. They won 88 games. 98, they collapsed down the stretch. They did have the fun of trading for Mike Piazza, but ultimately they collapsed. They lost their last five games and, and missed the playoffs by one game. Think about that. 1999 was the year where it was fun all year. They're neck and neck with Atlanta. They're battling it out. They then collapse again, except they recover. And they finish strong at the end of the regular season. They win game 162. They force a game 163. They win the one-game playoff in Cincinnati. They win some classic games in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. One classic game, game one, lose game two, and then win an absolute an amazing Todd Pratt game winner against the Diamondbacks to win that series. And then obviously the Atlanta series was, it's tough to find that fun when you're down 3-0, but the slow crawl back, the moments of, holy crap, this could be the first team ever to come back from 3-0 down. In weird ways, 99 was more exciting than 2000. And a lot of it is, it's your first time. You know, for me, for for our generation, that was our first time experiencing the postseason. And the expectations were far different the following year. And while it sucked losing on a game-winning walk by Kenny Rogers, 2000 was worse. <laughs> losing with Luis Soho hitting a 150 hopper up the middle and Mike Piazza hitting a ball that off the bat you think is getting out and then dying in center field. I put 99 over 2000. Well, all right. I ninety nine over two thousand. I think I would. Yeah, the ending of ninety nine was so bad. Well, what was the ending of two thousand? Piazza yeah, hit the ball to the warning track and us losing to the Yankees at yeah, Shea they, Stadium. Yeah, but they made it to the World Series. 
I mean, when you get to the World Series, it's special. That's the other thing. I get like, you. When you when you get to the World Series, it is special. So you have to put those seasons as like a. I, it's not a special list. When you talk about the Super Bowls, like getting to the Super Bowl is like a championship in itself. Getting to the World Series, you want to win it. So obviously, when you when you go there, you lose to a Yankee squad. Yeah, that sucks. But I, I the the way that ninety nine ended, it was so like, and that's again. Mind you, the 2006, you're so close, but yet so far. And at least at least we were able to taste the joy of making the World Series in 2000. All right, here's my top five. All right, my top five most fun seasons as a New York Met fan. Number one, I'm not going in reverse order. Nah, you know what? I'll go in reverse order. I'll try to see if I can cat down from five to one. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me think in front order. Right Doesn't say. 99. Okay, I got to think. Okay, number five, 1997. Mentioned that at the top. Overachieved. First time the Mets are somewhat competent. Number five, most fun season as a New York Mets fan, 1997. Number two on this list, I would go with 2006. It was a great regular season. We had some great moments in that regular season. Uh, We had a nice little bulldoze of the L.A. Dodgers in the divisional series, but unfortunately it ends ultimately with maybe the most painful loss in the history of the franchise, which obviously take this back a lot. And it also is the beginning of the end because we didn't see the playoffs again for nine seasons. So I'll put the 2006 Mets at number four. At number three, the 2000 Mets. We got to the World Series like you just mentioned. It sucked losing to the New York Yankees. Uh, there's a small part of me that wonders, would we have been able to beat the Atlanta Braves, like I mentioned? But the 2000 Mets are number three. The 1999 Mets are at number two. And the greatest, most fun season I've ever had was 2015. That's my top five list. What's your, if you don't want to do a list, tell me your favorite seasons in the history of your fandom of the New York Mets. I'm, I'm going to throw an oddball in there just for fun. 2012. It was a terrible season. Oh, come on. Because of Yoan. was an R.A. Dickey 20 wins. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You saw the emer- emergence of Matt Harvey. There were some things there that were like, oh, this team is maybe going to start. I mean, Jason Bay was terrible, but whatever. There were certain things that were just like stepping stones to 2015. And again, there were to me, there was no expectation. So there was really good moments mixed in with a terrible season. So I kind of want to put, maybe not at number five, but I don't know, I'll mention just 2012 in there. Um, I'll just give you the number one. for me. It's going to be 2006. The whole season, you had that feeling that this team was on pace to be a World Series team. I know it ended as poorly as it did, but I still have it. I have this, this crazy scenario in my head this dream scenario that Beltran actually hit a home run, walked off, and they went and beat the Detroit Tigers in the World Series. So that, to me, it's in my head. I know that never happened, but that's how good this team felt to me. The whole season felt good. And that's why 2006 is my, my favorite season of all time. The vision I have is Beltron lining just a laser beam line drive up the alley in right center field, clears the bases, Mets win. That... That's the alternate reality that I have always visioned happening <laughs> when Beltron walked up to the plate against Adam Wainwright that day. And unfortunately, it did not happen. 
<laughs> and we'll never know what they would have done to the Detroit Tigers. Maybe they would have beaten them. Maybe we would have had another painful World Series loss. Who the hell knows? Uh, you do bring up good points about individual seasons that add to the fun of it. In 96, the Mets had those three great offensive years from Lance Johnson, Todd Hundley, and Bernard Gilkey. In 2012, they had the R.A. Dickey season in which he won the National League Cy Young. The following year, we had the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey season. And that definitely adds an element of fun to an, a mundane season, especially during that era of Met baseball, specifically the 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. To have Matt Harvey was, was awesome, no doubt about it. To have R.A. Dickey was awesome, no doubt about it. It never can approach, though, being in a pennant race. It can never approach a fun season of the team being fun. So you're right about the individual performance is certainly helping, but to me, you got to be in a pennant race. Uh, if you're not, then it's just like a lost season, and you almost wasted the greatness of an R.A. Dickey or a Matt Harvey. But we appreciate you listening. If you have any thoughts to tell us your favorite seasons in Met history, Obviously, if you're over the age of 45 or 50, it's very easy. 1986 and 1969, and there should be no debate, and you're right. But for those of us, I'd say 40 or younger, we have to nitpick and find fun seasons that do not include world championships. Email the pod anytime, thericob at gmail.com. Have a very, very happy and healthy new year. From Rico Brody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>